Hey guys, David Radney here. I go by D-Rad. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 1 of Scotch and Scripts. I'm super excited about today's guest. Let's get into it. Guys, what's going on, D-Rad here? Another episode of Scotch and Scripts. I am here with Pete and Ashley Kopeck, and I'm really excited about this interview. These are great friends of mine, and I wanted to talk with them about the Kopeck team. How are you guys doing today? Good. good. Thanks so much for having us. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. I uh, have not done a Scotch and Scripts interview in a minute. And so I'm so happy that the first one I do in 2022 is with you two. So uh, I really just want to jump into it. I know we have a lot that we want to talk about. You guys are a husband and wife team. So that dynamic, man, we really need to dig into that. Uh, but before we get started, I'd love to get some background information on Pete and Ashley. So Pete, tell me a little bit about your career background, how you got into real estate, when you started and how you got to where you are right now. Yeah. So um, I got licensed. I think, I guess I was part-time in 2015. Um, I was working my full-time job. Uh, and then 2016, you know, I quickly realized, right. It's like, this is tough. You know, you don't really have a part-time real estate license. You have two full-time jobs if you want to actually succeed. Um, so I jumped in with both feet 2016. Um, it was scary, right? Ash was super supportive in that. And, you know, we did the numbers and we we're like, okay, we could do this. Even if you, if it doesn't work out, like we can survive a little bit. So, uh, back was to the wall, right? So that, that definitely thrived under that. Um, <clears throat> started with a smaller brokerage in Hasbrook Heights. And then I got introduced to Keller Williams. Um, so then I was in Keller Williams. So every year I kind of was increasing my business a little, little by little, uh, until, the last two years where I kind of hit that same ceiling. Right. And I was like, boom, you know, reading the millionaire real estate agent, that's your achievement ceiling, right? That's what you can do on your natural ability will allow you to do. So um, our first step was really to, you know, I hired as a solo agent, a virtual assistant. Um, and that really showed the difference that can like your, your business and your, even your life, right. Your personal life can, can change yep. by bringing in that first piece of leverage. Um, and then, you know, with the COVID world and everything, and Ash and I were working really closely together, um, you know, and uh, then we kind of just said, you know what, let's, it's go time. It's go time, time to combine forces, right? Yep. Yep. But really the catalyst was like, you know, I think, you know, that first piece of leverage was huge. It really opened my eyes. Of course, of course. It really opened my eyes to what I was good at and what I wasn't good at. More importantly, what I wasn't good at or what I didn't enjoy doing. Right. Um, and so that really opened that up a lot. And fortunately, Ash and I, are, our strengths and weaknesses are, are, for the most part, opposites, which I think makes us a good um, partnership in life. Okay. Um, so it made sense to do it on the business front as well. No, that's awesome. And Ashley, so talk to me a little bit about what you were doing before you got into real estate full time. And then more importantly, how you went about making that transition. I'm really interested to hear about that because there are so many people, once you get to a certain place in your life, you kind of get stuck and you don't feel like you can pivot and do something else and maybe switch to a whole new different career or start a business or run a business. So I'd love to hear from you, like how you transition. Yeah, so I was in corporate America. Um, <clears throat> I worked for an engineering firm for, in the same role for the last 15 years. Um, I was a graphic designer. I still am. Um, and uh, I was in the marketing department. Yep. And uh, I had that consistency uh, for 15 years. And, um, you know, I think I got to a point where I was outgrowing the position I was in. 
um, to a point where, you know, we were talking about different opportunities and what that could look like. And Pete brought up real estate, which was not something that I think would have ever necessarily crossed my mind otherwise. Um, and the way that we talked about it was, you know, to have kind of a different dynamic to form a team where I'm not coming in as a solo agent. He's not going to continue to be a solo agent. We were going to form a team where I would have different roles and responsibilities than he would. Um, which I think on our marriage front is good because it kind of is, um, allowing us to figure out how to stay in our own lanes and have our own things that we own and that we are responsible for and that we, um, you know, build out and really master. Of course. Um, so I think that that's really cool. And I think that that's what's allowing this to happen. And I think as far as making the jump, um, we had been planning it for a, a bit of time, um, but we didn't really have a date on it. We kind of kept, we had a date and then we kind of kept pushing it back a little bit and push back and then pushing it up. And it was kind of all over the place for a little bit. And then we, um, we were very big and intentional on planning our finances. And I think that that's what allowed us to realize that, okay, no, we can do this. And I think, you know, there's no way we're gonna get through this call without Pete talking about Profit First, which is huge. Um, but Profit First is, is the book that, um, allowed us to change our view on our finances and allowed us to realize what this could look like to do it, you know, and, you know, that my salary was no longer as necessary as we had thought, you know, keeping a job for, you know, 45, 50 hours a week, every week, just for health insurance was no longer like the pull to yeah. need to do it yeah. you know so yeah. once we figured everything out once we put everything in you know all of our planning and stuff it was just like you know what we can do this and we can do this like soon you know so it was it's very interesting <laughs> oh, and I, I love I love what you shared and I love that you brought up profit first because I remember when I transitioned from working uh, a full-time job and I was doing real estate part-time the biggest thing for me was okay I'm not going to have this income anymore and so I need to have this you know, emergency fund put up so that if things start off slow and it takes a while for me to get things going, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Right. So did you guys do that? Did you have an emergency fund? If so, what did Profits First teach you about that? And how did you set that up for yourself? Yeah. So Profit First was something that I found maybe two, probably going on three years ago now. Right. And at first I just implemented it in my business. And I was doing a part of it, but reading the book really brought it all full circle. Um, so we started doing it there. And then we have some investment properties. And I kind of was like, oh, well, we can do this for our investment properties as well. Mm -hmm. And then when we were figuring out what our, like, you know, what we need to hit every month to survive on a personal level, boom, profit first, you know, equation came right into it again, which was really just, it's just enlightening, right? It gives you a really like, clear picture as to where you are and where you need to make some adjustments. Um, but yeah, we, we did the vault account. We have six months of reserves before we made the jump. We made sure that we had six months of reserves and then some, right. We have, we have our like, you know, day-to-day -day reserves. If we needed to, you know, we're having a slow month, we can pull some out of there. I mean, when we get, we kind of look at the vault account as like, you know, that's like break glass in case of emergency. And, you know, we know that when we get to the point, if we ever get to the point where we need to break the glass, we need to start making some adjustments and adjustments quickly, right? If we need to touch that first month out of those six months, what it's really telling us is we have five months to ramp up sales yes. or cut expenses or 
you know, maybe consider something else. That's right. That's right. So what I hear you both saying is that everyone who's watching this interview, who's a real estate agent or independent contractor, they need to read Profit First. I've read it. I have my Profit First account. It's a book that we all should be reading, right? A hundred percent. And I think it's something that even if you don't implement a hundred percent, you need to understand conceptually and like it, it, it might not happen overnight. I, I would highly recommend reading that book with somebody to right. bounce things off of, right? That's huge. Um, and to bring some clarity, but yeah, every, every agent should read profit first. Love that. Love that. So tell me now that you guys have formed your team, what are your specific roles in the, in the team? And Ashley, I'll start with you. So I'm coming in as we're talking about leverage. So Pete was, you know, a sole agent for, you know, six years or six, I think. And, um, so he was sole agent for that long and he was, you know, wearing all of these hats. So what I'm coming in to do to help with is the transaction process. So the end, uh, like the back end of everything. So that'll include, you know, design, marketing, social media, um, event planning. Um, it's going to be overseeing our transactions and trying to make sure that everything is as smooth as possible so that we can help more people and get actually, you know, deal with more clients at one time and have a smoother process. So it'll be overseeing our virtual assistant and all that kind of stuff. So and just building the models and systems to actually run this as a business, you know. How's your learning curve? We're getting there. <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> it's a lot to learn, right? It's like drinking out of a fire hydrant. It's a lot. So it's, much information. Yeah. It's a lot to learn and it's a very, it's a full career change, um, but it's all very intuitive. Like it does really, it does really make sense. Um, and I think it's interesting too, because Pete, you know, was operating a certain way for so long that now I'm coming in and proposing different questions and we're trying to restructure some things, I think in a way that is more conducive to us having a team now. So it's actually, I think it's a good point for this growth, you know? That's great. That's great. And Pete, so you're the rainmaker, you're out there taking care of business. So talk to me about your role from lead generating to closing deals. Yeah. So, and just one thing I want to touch on real quick, as far as like the transition, you know, from Ash and like how the dates kept changing, I think one, and you mentioned the learning curve, right? I think one of the biggest things that we realized is similar to what I realized as a part-time real estate agent, right? It's like, we were trying to you know, Ash was trying to get up to speed because we were like, okay, once, once you know everything, then we'll get started as a team. Right? right. And we found ourselves getting really frustrated because Ash is working a demanding full-time job. And then what, at six o'clock, I'm supposed to now teach her everything in real estate. Who has the brain power for that? Yeah. Um, so it kind of just, that's where the time frame just got closer and closer and closer. Then we renewed our, uh, reviewed our finances and we were like, okay, now's the time. And, and we're not supposed to be a team on paper, you know, for another six months. Right. Mm -hmm. But, but we had to just rip the bandaid off. But um, as you know, director of sales, really, I mean, a big part of <clears throat> why we knew Ash was ready to come on board, you know, as far as my business was concerned was because I was spending too much time in the weeds. Right. Right. And, you know, I was spending way too much time writing contracts late at night, trying to develop systems. How is this going to work? How is that going to work? And, and not spending time with my people, right? That's, for me, has always been like the biggest, the biggest supporter of my business has been my people and my sphere of influence. And, and you know, I really kind of reflected and realized I'm not 
in touch with them as much as I, I should or want to be right. Mm -hmm. So my, my role in, in, in this team is really just to continue to be the face of the team, uh, continue to do videos and put educational content out there for our clients or any potential future clients and right. really just continuing to call email, uh, wish them happy birthdays, anniversaries, and just really be a part of their lives, right? Okay. It's it's not a, you know, I never, I always say like, I'm going to be your realtor for life, right? Like we want to be your, your real estate team for life. And that doesn't just mean every time you do a real estate transaction, right? We've got so many resources in this business, whether it be, you know, cleaning people, you know, painters, plumbers, all those people, but even just other things, right? Financial people, uh, wedding planners, all different kinds of resources, because we're just talking to people every single day. So just really trying to play that role of, you know, we call it director of sales, right? Because ultimately sales generate from it, but right. it's really just being a connector in our community and our personal community and our community, you know, on a lot of different levels. Pete, I love that. And let me ask you your business, when you look at it, are you more listing heavy or do you work with more buyers or is it a balance? So I started off more buyers, you yes. know, I think as most agents do, right? Um, but I've been very fortunate in the last, you know, buyers then have to sell their home. So I've had been very fortunate. I mean, and that's really where the follow-up comes into play, right? Being part of their lives. And um, so as of the last year to two years, I've been more listing heavy. Um, but I'll never say that I'm a buyer's agent or a listing agent, right? I'm a real estate agent. You got real estate. Agent. I can help That's you right. with it. That's right. <laughs> the reason why I bring that up, one thing that I learned very early on, the three L's of real estate, you get your leads, you get your listings, you get your leverage. And when you have the listings, buyers come from that, right? So it seems like you are really following the three L's and, and actually you're giving him that leverage to really focus on creating more listings out of the leads and creating more opportunities and being the face of the business and getting out there and wishing people happy birthday and kissing babies and doing all the social media posts. All that is super duper important. Um, one of the biggest struggles I see a lot of agents have is they don't know how to create content. They struggle with what do I put on Instagram? What do I put on TikTok? And I see you and I know that you have a great presence online and I'm sure that you also want to improve that presence. Where do you find your inspiration on what to post and how to commu communicate your message out there to your clients? Uh, so I was fortunate when I started in this business to have a great mentor who pretty much like, okay, congratulations, you got your real estate license. Here's a camera in your face, like start recording video. So that, sure. you know, I got over that like nervousness and I still get nervous. Like don't, you know, it, that doesn't ever completely go away. Right. Um, but as far as my inspiration, honestly, it's like, just do it. Yeah. Like we've, I, 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 you know, when people say, I don't know what to post, it's like, everybody does have ideas. And I think we talk ourselves out of it really quickly. Yeah. Um, or overcomplicate it. Keep it sure simple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just keep it simple. And done is better than perfect. Just do it. It doesn't have yes. to be, I have a great camera. I have the perfect lighting. I got the best microphone. Like some of the best videos are done with this. Right. So mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. Don't overcomplicate it. Yeah. And for like a more like tangible thing, right. For like a newer agent or any agent really who wants to start with video, you know, I think oftentimes we forget what we know that the general public doesn't. Right. So you've got your buyer consultation, you've got your listing consultation, you've got certain parts of the process. Just start by doing a, a you know, 90 second video or a minute video of just 
hey, this is how home inspections work. Like, hey, this is how this works. Like, and just start filming that video. By doing that, you'll you're confident in what you're talking about, right? So you're right. not, you shouldn't be second guessing yourself as much. Um, and, and it's informative for some people, like that really helps some people. And especially if you're not doing video, honestly, your people would love to see you doing video. Like those first couple videos, I was like the donut realtor for like the first like six months of my, my business. Cause I did a goofy video about, we got donuts at the open house and um, just <laughs> um, silly I, stuff like that. I mean, yeah. I think it's just a matter of just, just that, but I would say just start with what you know and, and put That's that right. info out there. And you do a good job um, behind the scenes. Like this is my day. This is what I'm doing. I, I believe personally, people don't want to see, hey, I got an open house on, on, on Sunday. Hey, I just got a new listing. Hey, under contract. It's great to post that, but what did you do to get that listing? Like, let me see you on the phone. Let me see you door knocking. Let me see you interacting with your clients, right? People want to see who you are and how you show up and how hard you work. And it's just a matter of, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk says, document your day, everything you do, you know, brushing your teeth. I've seen some videos, right? You're brushing your teeth, you're getting your day started. You've done that, I've done that too. But the response to that, people are paying attention because it's different than what, what most people put out. So it catches their attention. So I think you guys are doing a lot of the right things. And I think your advice to just get started, it doesn't have to be perfect, is, is right on. It's right on. So here's something I want to talk about. Um, I've been married 21 years, right? I love my wife. We have a great relationship. Uh, in the evenings after dinner, we sit down, I'll talk to her about coaching and all the things I do. And she'll talk to me about her job. And we always have something to talk about. When I think about you guys joining forces, and now you're working in real estate all day. And then in the evening, you know, you're, you're a married couple. How do you guys separate that, like separate real estate and say, okay, we're not talking about work, because we both we know what happened today already. How do you make time for you, yourself as husband and wife, and then actually make that a priority in, in your relationship? I'll let Ashley take that. <laughs> so we're working on it. Yes. Um, you know, it's still a new thing for us, um, but I think it's something that, you know, we've been together for 13 years um, and married for three, and we are, you know, we're, we're best friends. So I think a lot of the time, like we really do enjoy a good amount of time together. So like, but we need the open dialogue to be like, okay, now you need to do something separate and I need to do something separate. Sure. And we need to take that time, you know, in a way that we didn't really need to before because we already had separate, you know, things in separate times. Right. But, um, you know, we still make date night really important. Um, and we're still figuring out what we can and like where the go and no go conversation is on date night too. We just stated a safe word of when we get to in the weeds of real estate talk and it's tangerine. And <laughs> so if you ever hear that happening when we're out <laughs> in a social environment, that I love means that. We've, talked, we've talked too much about real estate. Um, but we do like talking about our goals and about where, you know, we do see everything going within our lives. So there's just a, there's that line that we have to walk of not getting too transactional, I guess, about it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and just figuring out our schedule too, which is different for me coming from, you know, a Monday through Friday job. Um, but our schedule is something we're working out and that's something that I'm leaning on Pete a bit with, you know, we're figuring that kind of stuff out. Of course, I love, I love the safe word. I love tangerine. I think that's important. 
And I know you guys on the personal level. So when you say date night, I, I know that that's something that you time block for. And we all know if it's not on your schedule, it doesn't exist. So I love that you make that a priority. What, what's that look like, though? How do you guys go about scheduling your date nights to make sure that connecting on the personal level stays top of mind for you? Is that something you plan out once a week? Do you plan that out for the year? Is it a set day where you go out? What's that look like? Pete, I'll, I'll give you that one. Yeah. So, I mean, we're still working, working out, you know, the work-life balance, right. And counterbalance really, cause there is no perfect balance. Right. Um, you know, I think for us, like we're, we're trying to meet with other husband and wife teams, right. And kind of just get some stuff like feedback from them. What do you guys struggle with? What do you guys find works? Um, you know, no one succeeds alone. Right. And that's, that's important to remember is that you've got, I, I, one of my favorite quotes from the MREA is standing on the backs of giants. Right. So you see someone who's a giant in your industry, go meet them, talk to them, learn what they learned beforehand. So but on a more like personal um, end of it, I think we, we don't really right. We don't really plan out kind of what we're going to talk about. I mean, we are implementing. I remember when we first started, it was like the first week of like Ash really kind of getting into the flow of how a, an agent's schedule goes. And, you know, we blew right past Saturday, Sunday, and we're right back into Monday again. And she kind of looked at me and was like, this is tough. Like, you know, I didn't, it doesn't you know, really stop. Does it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> so I think like some, some advice that like I've learned in the time that we've been together and doing this is like, there's a couple things, right? Like acknowledge the fact that if somebody's feeling an emotion, like there's a reason for that right? Like it, so, and it may be yourself, right? If, if I'm frustrated, you know, look, we have conversations and we, we get frustrated at times with each other. So instead of making that worse and just trying to impose your will on the other, yep. you know, you have to know when to say, all right, time out. Like, let's just, let's take 10 minutes. And, and what I try to do is just kind of like reflect on like, okay, why do I feel this way? And is it something that, you know, how, how can we address this, right? Kind of, it doesn't, not everything has to be this whole big moment, but sometimes just stepping back and being like, okay, I have to acknowledge the fact that Ash just doesn't have the experience in this. So she doesn't know, you right. know, that, right. And, and sometimes it's like, well, okay, I need to learn how to communicate with her a little bit better. And instead of saying it one way, you know, say it the other way. And we've had conversations about that, right? I mean, we've talked to each other about like, hey, it's not, you know, it's not so much what you said, it's how you said it or, yes. or vice versa. And, you know, when it comes to date night, I think, um, like for me, I could talk real estate, like all day, like in and out, like that's, right. you know, enjoyable to me. And, um, but it does get exhausting and there needs to be a break. So I think what we've kind of, you know, with tangerine and like some of these things <laughs> is like, you know, it's important to talk about our goals and, to some degree systems and processes like at a bigger level. But I think where we really get into issue is where it's like, did you send this email? Did you set them up on this buyer search? Did you send the listing agreement? Like that kind of stuff is not like, that's what tangerine is for. That's right. That's right, Pete. I love that. So a couple of things I want to touch on. Number one, I love that you guys will openly say we're working on it. We haven't quite figured it out yet. Like no one expects you to be perfect. And yet I meet so many people and they feel like they have to show up like they know it all and it's all figured out. It's this process of figuring things out together. And it's okay to say, we're still working on it. So I love that about you too. Um, secondly, Pete, I heard you say work-life balance. And that used to be something I always talked about. And I read something online and it said, you need to flip that 
and focus on your life work balance. And once I made that shift, things became really clear that to live the life by design I want, I put life first and then I schedule work around it. And boy, that just really opened up a lot of things for me. So I wanted to share that nugget. And the second thing I may have shared with you guys already, but I think it'll be good for everyone who's watching the interview, uh, about twice a year, and I've been doing this for 15 plus years, I'll sit down with Michelle and we'll have this conversation. And first of all, my mind has my mindset has to be, I have to be open to the feedback she gives me. And so I sit down with her and I say, how am I showing up as a husband and as a father? And what do I need to do to improve on any level? Like, just talk to me about what you need from me. And it started off with things like, you come home and all you do is watch TV and I'd like to talk with you and have some conversations. And there were some good shows on it at that time, you know, 24 things I was really <laughs> into, but I had to learn to turn the TV off and say, let's go for a walk and let's, let's take a walk together and let's talk. And I will tell you that has kept us from having major blowups because I'm hitting it head on and saying, if I'm not doing something, let me know so that I can fix it. And that as a man, I was willing to fix it. They always say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. You can, but the dog has to be willing to learn the tricks. And so if you guys don't do anything like that, I have to tell you, it's really made a difference in my relationship uh, on the personal and the professional level, because we can talk about how we need each other to show up. So I want to share I love that. that. I love that. Yeah. And I think for us too, like we're always together. Like we, yeah. from the time we started dating, like we've always enjoyed each other's company. Like we didn't, it, it wasn't, you know, hard for us to be together for so long. And, and something else I'll say is before we started on this venture, we had, we had an agreement that like our relationship and our marriage comes first. And if we get six months into this or whatever, however long and our marriage starts to suffer due to business, it's changing. Like we're, right. we're, it, it's, that's it. We'll figure it out another way. And, and that's okay. Um, so I think that was important too, that that expectation was set like very much from the beginning. I love that. Ashley, you were going to say something. I think we also, you know, we made this choice based on the fact that we do enjoy spending so much time together and that we do, you know, enjoy each other's company because I think you have to <laughs> in a situation where you're choosing to work together. Yes. And, um, you know, I think that's where the lines of our responsibilities uh, make a difference. Like I needed to feel, I needed to come into this. I mean, I had a full career myself that I built and I needed to come into this and not, you know, feel like, oh, it's cute. Pete's wife is going to help him. Like, that's not what we're doing here. You know, right. I also, I, it's important to me that I have my own career. It's important to me that um, I feel like I own, you know, what we're doing. And the reason we got into this is life by design, like you said before, like it's, it's important that we are not, you know, I was, I felt tied to somebody else's dreams for my entire career. And it's finally time for us to be able to build our own. Mm, so. I, I love that, Ashley. And I want to talk about life by design later, but what I want to talk about right now, 2022, you guys are working together now and you guys have the support of each other. If you don't mind sharing and if you don't want to share, no big deal. What's your goal for this year? Number of units, volume, and then what pillars are you focusing on in order to hit those goals for yourself? And, and Pete, I'll let you start off with that. Yeah, so so our goal this year is 45 million, clo uh, 45 million closings, 45 <laughs> closings. Uh, my coach actually said, that's a lot of closing. <laughs> that's a lot of closing. Uh, my coach said something to me uh, a 
couple, maybe a month or two ago that really resonated with me. And it was, you can control units. You can't control volume, right? Mm. You don't always know how much it's going to sell for, what the market's doing, where, where your people's properties are listed. So really our main focus is the number of units, uh, 45 units, uh, which should result in about 20 million in sales volume. Great, great. Um, our main our main pillars are definitely um, kind of as I alluded to before. I mean, database is really and and really when I say database, I mean sphere of influence. Like yeah. the people who know me, like me, and trust me, I, like us, know us, like us, and trust us. Um, you know, and uh, we're we're working on kind of sorting out some other things. Something else that I'm uh, took away from family reunion recently, and that I've always wanted to do. Uh, is buyer and seller seminars and webinars um, and just kind of really like our like my philosophy in business has always in this business has always been leading with education right I have kind of an analogy and then a saying that I kind of find myself repeating you know the analogy is really like listen whether they're buyers or sellers I'll say to them listen this is your car you're driving I'm just giving you directions on how to get to where you want to be Right. I'm not going to tell them that a one bedroom is better than a three bedroom. It's it. That's up to them. I'm just going to show them how to get to whatever their goal is. Right. Love that. Um, and then the other expression that I find myself using a lot is, is along the same lines where, you know, listen, I'm here. I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm not here to pressure you in anything. I'm here to give the information, get you the information that you need to make the best decision for you. Love that. So it's really just two things two ways of kind of saying the same thing, but a little, they're a little bit different. So um, those are kind of our pillars. So it's just kind of leading by with education first. Of course. Um, and just really, you know, and something we kind of touched on, but, you know, Ash is, she's an event planner, whether she knows it or not, when it came to our wedding, when it's come to anything that we're doing, right. She, we need to know where are we going? When are we going there? Where are we going to eat? How are we, it's just part of her natural ability. And she's really okay. good at it. So we're, we're going to get to do a lot more client events and, and things like that. And with her skills and graphic design, it's not only going to get done, but it's going to look beautiful. And so I'm really excited about that because it's just a great way for us to give back uh, to our community and people who've done business with us and who have referred us business in, in the past. So I love the fact that you're talking about doing client appreciation events, right? That's another way to stay plugged in. Plus documenting that gives you so much content to put out there on social media. The other thing you talked about doing seminars, when you bring that up, the first thing to hit me is something I've been thinking about for my coaching business, which is doing webinars that could be pre-recorded, you know, drive people to my site. They can watch these great webinars on scripts. Your people could watch great webinars on the buying and selling process, but then create it, creating like an ebook, a workbook that they can actually download, right? And just giving them content, giving them information. It's it's that Gary V concept of the jab, 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 right hook. You're giving so much information. And so then when you call and say, who do you know is looking to buy, sell, or invest, they want to help you because you've done so much to help them. And so I think it's a great, uh, great pillar in your business to focus on your database, but also focus on educating and giving seminars because people appreciate you giving and then when it's time for you to say hey who do you know they don't have a problem helping you out with that yeah and i find myself like i feel like a little bit of the old school mentality is like keep all the information to yourself because that's why they need you right and it's like 
if somebody wants to know how a home inspection is going to go, right, they can Google it, right? It's not anything. We're not guarding this, this secret stuff anymore that nobody can find out on their own. Right. But what I have found is in researching it, different states and different places do different things differently. And sometimes the information isn't always in the best interest of the client. So I'd rather give my people my take on the information and really make sure that they're getting the best. And when they think of it, they think, oh, Pete has that resource. And that's, that's right. You know, so that's, right. that's where I struggle a little bit for me. I'm pretty much like always been like an open book. Like, Hey, I'll give you all the information that you want or need. Cause if you're not going to work with me after I do that, you probably weren't going to work with me anyway. That's so right. I'd rather you have the information for, to protect yourself from whoever you do end up working with. No, that's the right attitude. You're coming, you're coming from contribution. And uh, we were talking about this during a mastermind about creating a video series of what happens next. You know, you, you get a seller, it goes, you get an offer on it. What happens next? You talk about a turn and review. We're done with that. What happens next? And you have this whole video series. So every time you get a client, you just send them the playlist from YouTube. I know you're going to have some questions. You may not remember everything I covered with you, but this video will tell you what happens next at every step of the game, right? Same thing. You could do that with the buyer as well. So you're not constantly saying the same thing. You're giving them the information where they can go watch the videos because sometimes people have questions, but they feel silly saying, can you explain that to me again? So when you give them that cheat sheet, that video, it takes a lot of pressure off, but it's a tremendous resource uh, for you. So I, I love, I love what you guys are talking about. So um, we're in into February, almost March. Are you guys tracking to hit your goals? Are you where you need to be? Are you behind? Are you ahead? We're getting there. Um, we're getting there. We have a lot of great people and we have a lot of great opportunities and we are we have a very strong pipeline right now and people yeah. who are interested and it's just a matter of waiting for it to be the best point in time for them. Love I feel that. like that's a lot of it. I mean, I don't know if we're trying to go into the market right now, but um, I mean, I feel like everybody in this industry understands kind of where the buyers and sellers are at right now. So, but I yeah, mean, they do. we do have a lot of great people who are ready to go as soon as the opportunities, you know, arise for them. They're ready to go. They don't know where they're going to go because, you know, we, we, we don't necessarily have an inventory problem. This homes are just selling so quickly. And I love the fact that you guys are talking about things to do for your lead generation, because that's the issue. We don't have enough people out there generating new business and talking to people who actually want to sell their home. So I think the activities you're doing with um, getting in touch with your database, having these client appreciation events, doing these seminars, you're going to pull people out of the uh, out of the field that are interested in working with you. And that will help you create opportunities for your clients that don't necessarily know where they're going right now because of our, our inventory issues. So yeah, and, and just on that a little bit too, I mean, a couple things like um, success happens gradually, and then suddenly, right? So it's like things, yeah, I, I think we're we're gearing up. I think in a sense, the real estate gods are giving us a little bit of a tough market right now yep. because it can only get easier from, from here. And it's giving us some time to really iron out those systems and how this process is going to work with, with what we have. And the other thing I would say is like, you can really always be on track for your goals, right? It's just a matter of making adjustments along the way. Very so true. if, you know, if you're on track, like right now, our goal is like just under four transactions a month. Right. right. We've got two transactions in. So now that just means we need to add a half of a transaction or three quarters of a transaction throughout the remaining months in the year. So if you look at it the right way, it's just, 
okay, it's time, time to amp it up. And, um, you know, if we hit six or seven transactions in a month, that lightens the load for the rest of the months in the year. So That's right. it, it's took me a while to, <laughs> for that light bulb to go off. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, I think it's just a matter of perspective and how you look at it. Have we ever talked about the 15th protocol or have you heard about it? I, we have. I'm almost positive you've told me this, but you've taught me so much that one may have slipped through. So what else? You what, let's talk so, about it. So essentially, what it is on the 15th of every month, you have it in your calendar. Review where you are. Are you on track to hit your numbers? And if you are, great. If you're not, you have a checklist of certain things that you can immediately do. Go do a, a bold 100 and call 100 people in your database. You know, and ask for referrals. Go out there and door knock. Call for sale by owners. Like you have this whole checklist of things that you can do. Who, who have I done the CMA for and they haven't listed? Let me call them and see if they're ready yet. And so you have maybe 10 or 15 uh, to do things if you're not on track to hit your goal. And I, I think the problem is, is as agents, we end up waiting to the end of the month to realize, hey, I didn't hit my goal. I'm not on track. And if we just had a hard stop on the 15th of each month and took stock of where we are, and if we knew that we were behind, we could double down, maybe make more calls, maybe spend more time out there door knocking and talking to more people. And so that's really what the 15th protocol is all about. And I think it's extremely important for all agents to have that in their calendar each month to sit down and just take stock of where they are. See, you did teach me that. That's what I just, I mean, I'd said it in the 12 month thing, but you right. taught me that. And I just, impl- I love it, man. <laughs> that's it. I love it. Hey, so what's your plan like long, long term? Are you guys looking to have that type of seventh level business where you can walk away and have someone running your business and maybe do some other things that, that are important to you? Or do you see yourself selling real estate forever? Like what, what's the goal for the Copec team? And Ashley, I'll let you start off with that. Yeah, I think I think we want to get to a point, um, you know, this obviously is always going to be ever evolving as well, but um, we want to get to a point where we can replace ourselves, um, where we have a situation where we can grow and have a, you know, well-oiled machine that's working, you know, and enough people who we trust and have trusted to take care of our people. And it'll give us the opportunity to step away and do the things that, you know, we're even I don't want to say more passionate about because we're passionate about this too, but like the other, you know, just figure out what our, you know, purpose is after this. And, you know, maybe that's, we were were joking, you know, recently, maybe it's living in a different city every month for 12 months and just see what that looks like. And, you know, just be able to have the fluidity to do that and have a a business running that is, you know, one that we really uh, take heart in. I think that's a really good plan. And listen, between, you know, being seventh level and having people running your business, owning investment property where you have that passive income coming in, you can you can actually do that. And I, I love hearing that because my goal is to travel and do photography and do some coaching on the side. But I actually want to go see the world. And with this phone and my camera, I can go anywhere and do anything. It, we're not tied to, you know, staying in one city to create our livelihood. So there's so many opportunities out there for us. P, how about you? Same question, like where you want to see the the business go. Yeah. I mean, when we, when we set out, we said five years, that's our plan is in five years. It's, it's not to necessarily in five years. Okay. We're out. Like we don't have to be a part of this anymore, but it's to have a choice, right. To build a strong enough team that in five years we have the choice 
of what we want to do next. And maybe it is still plugging in and maybe it is, you know, we're, we, I, I suspect that what we're going to build here is going to be really enjoyable. You know, it's not going to feel the same way as a solo agent running around from place to place to place. Um, it's going to be building a, a, tr a true team with people around us that we really enjoy. Um, so that that's something and, and kind of touching back on profit first is like, if you start with profit first, the whole idea behind profit first is you start in owner's compensation, right? That's right. our salaries. And the idea is to then be able to transition it where we're not getting paid out of owner's compensation, we're getting paid out of profit, right? Yeah. So you have to maintain that profitable business in order for that to happen. So I think, you know, we're starting off on a pretty, pretty good foot in, uh, you know, in black and white, right? We know things change, right? And but like, um, that that's really where our goal is. I mean, our goal is to be able to um, really build enough passive income as well, where real estate business or not, you know, that's what we can do. And, and when Ash, when we were talking about the traveling different city every 12 months, what Ash failed to mention is own a property in those 12 different locations and just <laughs> literally just Airbnb or, or VRBO, you know, and just boom, this month, it's not on the books. I mean, I, to me, that the idea of have, like mapping out our year and just blocking out that month of rental property for us right. to live in like that, that would be that would be awesome. And listen, as real estate agents, we really need to own investment property. Right. If it takes you five years to get your first one, that's fine. We, we need to have that. And you're pointing right. Well, yeah, because I think it's important, like, and I'll tell this story real quick is we Please. were we were in this, um, I was here on a listing appointment, and I, I met with these clients a few years prior, and some things didn't really map out the market wasn't as strong as it was they owed a little more than it made sense for them to sell at that time I came back like two years later. Just now I'm like on autopilot I'm like alright cool you guys are ready the numbers work we'll get it on the market this right. is what the deal is, and. I came back probably two or three times just to meet with them. Then I'm literally in this basement where I am right now um, with the photographer already paid for the photos, got the marketing ready to go. And I'm just like, huh, I think we should buy this house. I was like, I think this would work for us. And, yeah. you know, we were actually able to upgrade our living space pretty significantly uh, being a cool, a cool area here in Bloomfield, right off of Broad Street. And because it's a two family, we're paying a little less than what we were paying to live in our single family house. Awesome. What a great move. What a great and, move. And I hope people hear that and they don't think that it's to brag or to, to say that any, it's to me, it's, it's possible, right? We should be looking at every single, if we can do it, right? Like we're not yes. rocket scientists. We just, we took a chance and Listen, uh, so far so good. It's not bragging, man. When I hear that and when everyone else hears that, they should be inspired to know that they can do it too. And when you, you're in real estate, you have your ear to the ground. You're hearing of opportunities. You have to be ready, willing, and able to take advantage of them when they come. We, we should be doing that because real estate, I've owned some investment property for close to 20 years. It's a game changer that passive income and what you can do for it, it will change your, your financial legacy. So I'm proud of you guys. And I, I hope to see you at that point where you have a house in every city and you can travel, you know, 12 months out the year and just kind of hop around to your different properties. What a blessing that is. Right. And a little bit of like our dynamic that works too, is like, if it were me, I probably, we probably own a lot more properties and we'd be in the red. 
but Ash <laughs> is always challenging me to like, well, show me this works, right? Yeah. Show me this works. But to Ash, to your credit is she's open-minded to see the potential and the opportunities as well. So it's like, you have to have, that's why we always joke. It's like, when we talk about doing the dishes, right? Like she's, uh, she's speed, I'm okay. uh, efficiency. So yeah, when, when I'm done cleaning them, it's going to take twice as long and they're going to be, you know, beautiful. And when she's done too, but she can get them done, get them done, get them done. So that's kind of how our dynamic works a little bit. I like that. I like that. So here's a question I have. Is there a question that I haven't asked you guys that you want to talk about before we start wrapping up? Is there anything important to you that you want to share with the agents and might end up watching this interview? To at this stage in my life, you know, we're mid thirties, we, you know, to be able to just take a leap from one career to another. Um, and especially something where, you know, people look at what I've done here going from a, you know, a, you know, stable W2 into a 1099 situation working for ourselves. Like, yeah, it's a leap, but it's the best leap I've ever made. And I think that that's because, you know, we've planned it appropriately where this is just as stable as before. You know, we are able to be more profitable. We're able to live a life that we're proud of and that we're excited about. And I think that if you can create an opportunity, like a, this opportunity to just fall into our laps and just, right. oh, this is an easy move. This was a hard move, but this was a move that, you know, we created an opportunity here that is going to allow us to have the life that we want. And I think that that's what's super important for people to hear that like you can make these choices and you know people should be doing it in their 40s 50s 60s doesn't matter it's not about the age it's just about the fact that you can and right. you just got to figure out how you can you know right i mean i read what colonel sanders started kentucky fried chicken what is 84 or some some yeah. number yeah. out there right it doesn't matter the age and you're right so many people get stuck and they don't think it's possible and they don't think they can do it i would say one of the best bets i can make and one of the best bets you guys have made you bet on yourself because you know who you are and you know how you're going to show up and you know what it takes to be successful and you're going to do it right it's the best bet so i'm proud of you guys and i'm looking forward to having you back on here once you start building this team and you you actually have a showing assistant you have a buyer's agent and you guys are working on getting to that seventh level i want to have you back so we can talk about what that looks like and and see you on your road to travel in this United States and all your Airbnb properties. So um, my, my final question as we wrap up here, and I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for, for the interview. I like a, to pose a question to the next person that I interview, but I like you guys to actually come up with a question. So what's the question that I can pose to the next person I interview on Scotch and Scripts? Something I find myself thinking um, recently is like, I never thought I would be here like in life. Right. And so it's almost like, did you ever think you would be here? You know, um, I think you could get a lot of deep answers from that and kind of inspire some things to think about because a couple decisions here and there, especially in my younger years, like my life could look totally different. Um, sure. and, uh, so that, that could probably be a good one. No, not probably is actually a really good one. And it's really interesting, in my opinion, that you brought that up because I just shared on my on my Instagram, a post came up on Facebook and it was a picture of me sitting in my old office in Wyckoff, kind of looking out the window. And I was reflecting like I'm getting ready to do a speech and talk to a group of people. 
and my journey has been my fear of public speaking, right? Like me getting in front of a group, talking to a group of people kept me from so many opportunities. I actually used to sabotage myself because I didn't want to get up in front of a group, right? And now I'm at a point in my career where I get paid to do that and I actually enjoy it. I never thought I would be here. If you told me, David, when you're, I'm in my 48, I'll, I'll be 48 this year. When you're 48, you will be a coach and you'll be doing trainings and people will pay you to come out and speak. I'd be like, BS, no way, never. Could never even see it. And so like, did you, did you ever think you would get here? That's a great question, man on so many different levels. It's a yeah. really great question. Yeah. 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 So I want to say thank you. I want to say cheers to you guys. Thank you for being on Scotch and Scripts. We can cheers with water. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for having us. This was Absolutely. so awesome. Absolutely. We could talk to you for hours. So. Yeah, and <laughs> and one thing I would just like to kind of just put out there before uh, before we do wrap this yeah. up is, is that I think it is really important to have good people around you. Um, we talked a little bit about this last, uh, on Wednesday, right. On scotch and on your weekly scotch and scripts. And uh, if it's never been more clear, it certainly has been there, but I, I just want to express that. Like if I, and I started out in real estate as the guy who didn't like any other real estate agent, right. I, I was in a smaller office. I didn't really have much exposure to other agents and how this industry really is. Right. Uh, I only saw a lot of the negative. Mm -hmm. Through my six-year journey, I've realized that there are some ama amazing people in this business, in this industry, Dave, you being one of them. Um, and if you help, it's, it's, it goes back to that quote, if you help enough people, you'll get everything you want in life. Yes. And I think if you surround yourself with really good people and do your best to weed out the people that are not serving you, um, then there's really no limit on where, where you can go. What a great way to wrap it up, man. What a great message. Your circle, the people you surround yourself with, you know, that ship raises a tie, right? And they help you grow. You grow into the conversations of the people that surround you. And I, I would say my life is better. I know this for a fact, having known you guys and having conversations with you. You guys push me, hold me accountable. We do that for each other. And I think that's extremely important. Your circle is extremely important. So I'm blessed to have you guys in my circle. I love you guys. And I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you about the team that you have formed and I'm rooting for you and looking forward to seeing all your success. Thank Thanks, you so Dave. Much. Thank you.